Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of In Star Trek We Trust, a Star Trek podcast. This week, we're discussing the very, depending on your point of view, exciting news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con this year. I am Kevin, one of your hosts. And I am one of your hosts, Ethan. And you have and no have- and you have no writer-director to say, I just realized. No, no. That's usually well, what you say. Have, yeah. We have revelations. Revelations. Things have been uh, revealed. Yeah. Revelations is also a decent episode of Voyager, I will say. And it's a hell of a book of the Bible. Yeah. So, you know, we do an episode like this every year whenever there's uh, some Comic-Con news. And we always offer our uh, hot takes. <laughs> I, I think that the news, some of the news item, one particular news item that came out this year, I think, was undoubtedly the most unexpected um you know we'll discuss it in more detail when we get to it but i the one that i felt the most unexpected was as i think maybe most did was the announced crossover between lower decks and strange new worlds because i just kept trying to work that out in my head as to how that how to sort of reconcile how that's even going to work right and we've been assured that it will not be a roger rabbit situation yes which i don't know it seemed like they were implying that that would—that's a bad thing. I don't think yeah. it would have been a bad thing. But what I would like to see—I think we should jump right into it. I would like to see both. I would like to see the uh, lower decks cast in live action, and yeah. then I would like to see the uh, Strange New Worlds crew in animation. I—I I was thinking about sort of how this, again, you know, running through my mind how they could do this, and I was thinking to myself: Is it kind of a question of from the lower deck side you see pike and all of them in animated form and then from the strange new world's point of view you see them in live action right Um, right i was trying to think about it like that but obviously we don't really know in terms of what the you know what is going to be the plot mechanism that brings these two shows together i'm gonna go on a limb and say time travel yeah or is it going to be yeah i mean it could be time travel yeah i mean here's the thing so this was obviously announced during the strange new worlds panel the cast was up on in hall h the legendary hall h and they were all doing their thing and uh tawny newsome and jack quaid came out on stage and i know we've sort of discussed it before i think but you know they were the two of them were really performing like they were acting they were acting like mariner and boimler and i think that was sort of intentional right like but and, you know, obviously because they're voice actors and also live action actors, but you just, you know, you can just hear the, the character in their voices because it's their voice, right? But there was and something... you can see them. That's the thing. They look enough like their characters. There was something about this that just really... I could not unsee Mariner and Boimler. I could always separate Tawny Newsom and Mariner like any other time, like on an interview or something like that, and same with Jack Quaid. Because we've seen him, you know, the boys, he's in Scream... But there was just something about this where I could not, I'm like, yes, I'm literally watching, if this, if they were going to do a live action Mariner and Boiler, like it's, it's, I'm looking at it right now. Right. Cause in most cases on a lot of these shows, when you get a voice actor, I mean, that's all they do. Right. And they could be a, you know, 55 year old guy. Right. Vo- voicing a 25 year old character. But here you happen to have two people that are the same, similar age and look. I mean, let me ask you this. I always appreciate your hot takes. 
Mm. Do you think... Do you ever think that when they were developing Lower Decks and they just ended up casting who they cast, do you think they went after people who were also like actual actors and not just voice actors for the potential to maybe do something? Not like a crossover, but like if they ever wanted to try to do it in live action to ensure that it's the same people doing the voice. If they're, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I would say... It seems it would be strange if it were just a coincidence that all yeah. of them line up. Right. Um, so it's possible that it was intentional. And it's also, as somebody who does voiceover myself, but also like, you know, watching and loving, you know, documentaries about voiceover and, you know, every time, I, Disney does this a lot. Whenever they would cast somebody, particularly in the older days when they would do the hand-drawn uh, 2D animation, very oftentimes, you know, you would see the person who they would cast to do that voice. They would sort of draw the character to sort of resemble them, right? And, um, well, actually, not really this is the case. It's not only the case with 2D. It's, I mean, it's, it's, they just do that anyway. I mean, they don't do it all the time, but, you know, it's been done. And so I can definitely see Mariner and Boimler in Tawny Newsome and, and Jack Quaid and... You know, the other yeah. ones as well. You know, Don Lewis, who plays Captain Freeman. I mean, I, there's no question that if they were just to do a whole episode in live action, I could see everybody yeah. doing it. I think the only difference is that Eugene Cordero, who does yeah. Rutherford, what? he's actually yeah. Asian. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think that matters. Then, then you have other shows, like the Clone Wars, say, where you may have one person that does a few of the main characters right play situations where it could never ever work out so the fact that it, it could here or, or could very well be intentional or if it's an accident it's a very happy accident or uh another example of that is mel blank who did all the voices on looney tunes i mean he would do like pretty much everybody in the same yeah. scene you know he so would not have a one-man show of <laughs> mel blank <laughs> Um, but so it's it's weird because they're going to be doing this crossover in season two of Strange New Worlds, and it's the, we're kind of getting both things. It's like there's going to be live action, but there's going to be some animated elements to it as well. So it's not it's not Can entirely yeah yeah. So it's not entirely clear how this is going to work. So we just know that. Anson Mount has said it's not going to be like a Roger Rabbit situation, which even if they did do it that way, I'd be I would that'd be I'd be fine with me. I don't really care. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, what what are your? Obviously, they're two completely different shows. And I think one of my big questions favorite is, shows, is, it obviously. Going, is it going to be an episode of Strange New Worlds? Is it going to be an episode of Lower Decks? Is it going to be neither? It's going to be an episode of Strange New Worlds. Just a regular episode of Strange New Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're saying like, did you think it was going to be like a, a special, a special, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, no. It's going to be an episode of Strange New Worlds. So like, yeah, you're wondering like, are we going to see it from like the strange new from the from the lower decks side? Yeah. yeah. So it will be a short trek or something. Like when those sitcoms used to do those crossovers, and they'd have a themed night, and you'd see, you know. Oh yeah, it's across yeah. the whole. Yeah. The Golden Girls, yeah, Empty Nest, and Nurses. When the hurricane would blow through Miami, mm-hmm. and they'd all appear on each other's shows. <laughs> yeah. So I think definitely you you. Well, it's an episodic show, so something really crazy could happen. But um, I'm sure 
Mariner will probably explain how many yeah. times something like this has happened. Mm. If anyone acts surprised about it. I'm wondering if that's at all is related to the Kirk situation. I mean, they kind of touched upon Kirk Kirk's appearance by saying, you know, he'll still be a lieutenant on the Farragut, so they'll be we'll be exactly where we are in canon. But like, are we Oh, I should also mention this episode is going to be directed by Jonathan Frakes. Are we yeah. are we dealing with like a timey wimey thing, right? Where wow. you have uh, what what how come you don't like Jonathan Frakes direct directing? I don't think he's a good director. Just because of his camera moves? Because none of his episodes are particularly... He's not a terrible director, but yeah, he moves the camera in crazy ways for no reason. There's nothing particularly artful about his direction. He's he's just a... He's a real journeyman, mediocre director, I guess. Okay. I I have to remind myself of the episodes that he directed. Got to direct... I don't know. Yeah, it seems weird to me. But TV directors also aren't as important. <laughs> right. As far I, as I, my under, limited understanding of television. Okay, let me just say this. He did direct New Eden, which was an episode of Discovery that we loved. Yeah, but not for the direction. He directed Despite Yourself, which was the first episode in which they went into the Mirror Universe. So I think he's got... He did some, he did some of the episodes in season four of Discovery that we liked. So And he directed people of earth in season three so right all i'm saying is that there are yeah. some there are times you'll know that i will i will talk about the direction of an episode yeah. and how good it is i never do that with the frakes and often it's it's questioning why would anyone do that with the camera or but he did direct the episode in which in which uh Arium died yeah. well that's not his fault <laughs> oh so now now it's okay. that's the writer's fault that's the writer's <laughs> fault yes Although those I, those flashback scenes that looked like they were from a perfume commercial were kind of cringe. <laughs> I thought it was for like orbits or something like that. People going on a tropical paradise. Uh, yeah, I, I'm so, I'm in the sort of wait and see camp. I mean, obviously, Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks are my two favorite Trek shows of the current slew of Trek shows. Um, they're obviously very different in tone. So I want to see how this is going to work. But I, there's not enough there for me to really kind of past judgment i just know that i've been reading comments on various sites and people are not happy about it i'm just i'm just like guys it's one ep- it's guys it's episodic okay so it's not like we're, you, if it, you don't What's like the it problem? yeah they don't like what they don't we, they don't like they don't like that they're going to be doing that why they just think it's a bad idea oh well, yeah. that's yeah dumb strange new world <laughs> it's lost all credibility for me uh, credibility. No. Yeah. Sounds like people complaining because they want to make an episode that's going to be fun and, and right. delightful. You love Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds, as do I. So I feel like you and I are kind of feeling the same that's about true. it. I assume everyone would. Well, no, I'm talking about. I'm just saying at this moment, you know, the, the shows yeah. that you and I have thrown all the all the praise at. So, and I'm sure you're feeling the same way I am, where it's like. Okay, let's just see what they do. You know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be wonderful. Probably. Yeah. We've seen that the Strange New Worlds crew can they they can do comedy. They've done some funny episodes. Right. right. Uh, the 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 fantasy episode, they got to show their comedy chops a bit. Yeah. 
I think it's a great idea. You could see them easily doing it on lower decks because they can just be like, oh, let's just make a holodeck simulation and there's Ensign Mount playing Pike. I mean, they can just do that very easily, right? But on the Strange New World side, these are characters who are not born yet. So you can't, yeah. Time travel is so friggin' common in Star Trek. I know. There's no reason, if any complaint is because, well, I don't, so it's, a, it's logic, they're hundreds of years apart. Yeah. It's, I mean, really, how many episodes have had time travel in them, uh, roughly, off the top of your head? Every, I think every, I think almost every series has had at least one time travel episode per season. Yeah. Um, Almost. I think almost, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, per season. So, that tells you right there. Right. And then, how many of the films, uh, two that I can think of right off the top of my head. Yeah. Well, P- Generations has it, but it's not the main thrust of the plot, but it has, oh, yeah. you know, it's part of the... Generations, yeah. First Contact. Voyage Home. Yeah. Yeah. That's about so it. Time actually. travel is firmly established as something that happens all the damn time in right. Star Trek. It, it, it amazes me how people still feel like, are still hesitant or quick to criticize when they, when they say, well, how are they going to do that? They're in two different centuries. And I'm like thinking to myself... Mm-hmm. You know, and it's what you said, like, well, time travel, but also it's sci-fi. You just do, you, you make something up and you do it, but that all, that's not, that's, that's the least important element of the, ep- of the situation, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. That's the mechanism that gets the plot going. Right. Right. But yeah, it would be yeah. like saying, you know, this could be an extremely entertaining half an hour or hour for myself, but right. there's not a logical way for me to feel like it's truly happening. So therefore I don't want the, the joy of watching an hour. of. Can, can you, can Trek. you imagine meeting somebody who said, who, who, who would say, you know, I love first contact, but I just, it lost all credibility because I didn't believe the time travel scenario. Right. <laughs> the, the warp is fine. Yeah. Dilithium crystals are fine. Yeah. It's yeah. It's um, you know, it's sad for what, people. But that's part of what I appreciate season 2 of Picard with was that they didn't try to come up with a new way to do time travel. They're just like, yeah, we're just going to do what they did on the voyage home. Yes, even and that, though, you and know what? For all the things I didn't like about Picard season 2, that was not one of them. I that was fine. Right. And they actually did it really well, I thought. When I first heard it, I thought, well, that's pretty stupid. Right. But then when I watched it, it made way more sense there right. than it did in uh, the film. Yes, because they just said, yeah, Kirk did this. But it also makes you think, well, but Kirk did it with such ease. They just need somebody to calculate it. But it's, so you would think, well, anybody can do it. Yeah, why aren't they doing this all the time? Yeah. <laughs> why is that always a problem? Yeah, and why isn't Discovery doing that to right. get back home? Exactly. <laughs> time travel is illegal, but if you're in the past, nobody's there to arrest you. Right. What are you going to do? Shoot me from slingshotting? Yeah, they should go back to Earth and just... Woo. Well, if I may, so can I use this as a transition into the, 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 the spectacular Season 3 trailer for Lower Decks, which premieres one month from today, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts here? I mean... <laughs> Uh, I loved it. Let me just say. Yeah, it, it looks great. It's jam packed with a bunch of funny things. It's a very lower deck trailer. 
the Reloaded Decks trailer. Um, there's just so much to mention. Hmm. Well, let's get the big thing out of the way. The last 15 seconds of it. Okay, the big thing being, of course, um, um, Cisco's uh, uh, Cajun, no, uh, uh, Creole Kitchen. Hmm. Confirmed, everybody. Yes, that the, that the restaurant still exists. <laughs> yes. Yes, I was glad to see that. Oh, of course, the other Deep Space Nine reference. You yes, mean. yes, that they actually are going to Deep Space Nine. Now, not only was I th- happy to see it, but I fucking roared when they were uh, <laughs> when they arrived at the space station. And for whatever reason, you know, we don't know the full context, but Captain Freeman says, ah, just buy me some time. And so they just said, all right, well, just circle around, make it look like we're admiring the pylons. And they just like, now we're inside the opening theme to Deep Space Nine, which obviously called back to that episode at the end of season one, where they were doing those, where they were circling the Cerritos and admiring the Cerritos. So it kind of had that same uh, vibe to it. But the fact yeah, that they were like yeah. in the Deep Space Nine, yeah the music and it's the same exact music yes. and the, the um the wormhole opening in the same way at the at the exact same at the right exact moment in the uh yeah, in the, the camera theme. movement all of it it was yeah. hilarious yeah. it really was um and in true um lower decks form they are as excited seemingly as excited to be at deep space nine as we are to see them in deep space nine now remember this too uh there's a season one episode where Mariner does say that at one point she was stationed aboard Deep Space Nine. So, and apparently in this episode that's up and coming, they're going to go to DS9 and have a whole like adventure and they're going to walk the promenade. We're going to see faces that we, you know, some familiar faces. So, mm-hmm. and you know, Mariner's going to know everybody. Of course. And be friends so, with all the shady people. Um, I, I can imagine them going into Quark's. And I can imagine them, and I hope that we do see Garrick. But um, those are kind of my two things. I'm not expecting Lower Decks to go to DS9 and give us an update on what's up, on where Cisco is. I, like, I'm not expecting that at all. If they want to do that, oh, that's fine. But uh, they'll turn into a joke. Yeah, they'll be like, "So what happened to him? Is he is he still a god? Like, what's going on?" Like, they may say something like that. Right. Yeah. But. I think it's going to be delightful. I, I think it'll be great. I, here's the thing. We're getting a lot of... I like that Lower Decks in some ways is sort of giving us... Throwing the love at Deep Space Nine because it almost in a way feels like the other shows, Picard, you know... Uh, well, not Discovery. Picard and Prodigy have been tied too much to the next generation Picard, obviously, and Voyager. Well, I mean, fairness to Voyager, there's only, well, yeah, Picard 2 to Voyager, yeah. Yeah, because you have 7 of 9 on there, right? I mean, that's the big thing. Prodigy, you have Janeway on there. Two Janeways. Chakotay. So, it feels, and Discovery has made reference to Picard. So, um, to the events of, well, to the events of Picard, but that's just sort of by extension, you know, the next generation and it, and it feels like deep space nine has been left out. I mean, we've gotten references to DS nine here and there, but I would say to a, to a much lesser extent, deep space nine has gotten the least amount of callbacks or mentions or whatever you want to call it. 
Yes, so, and I, um, and I, you know, I've been pushing my theory that they're just saving it. Yeah, because you don't want to use everything up right away. And now, yeah. I think well, maybe that. So we do have this quote from uh, what's his name Kurtzman. Thank you. Um, that what what did he say? We are uh, we want to make sure that we get it right. Yeah, let me let me read the quote to you. So because I missed this uh, originally, so um, apparently Kurtzman was asked about revisiting the characters from Deep Space Nine. And Kurtzman said that discussions have been had, but they wish to respect what went before. He name-checked Benjamin Sisko as a character who would be critical for them to get right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Here's my slightly cynical interpretation. get him wrong? Here's my slightly cynical interpretation of that. Given that we've seen, with Discovery anyway, the way that they struggle to... Yeah. Uh, stay within canonical, you know, situations that have been established. Such as? Well, they went to the future because they didn't want to deal with canon. Anymore. Oh, to get away from it, yes. I thought you meant like they were, I thought you meant like canon violations. Okay. No, no, no. Just that yeah, they yeah. struggle to, to keep it, keep up, keep it all straight. And right. that seems to be why they went into the future. Yeah. So then imagine that they now have to keep straight the whole thing with Cisco being a god. Yeah. That's not easy to do that well. So, well, I think it is. I think, yeah. But has let me ask you this. Ask. I feel like I feel like I feel like that's something. I'm not defending Kurtzman, but I and in a way, but I almost feel like there wasn't much thought put behind what he said. Because let me. Because here's why. Okay. Are there any characters existing? characters from lore that have been brought back in these shows that you feel like have not have not been done right like in other words like when he says we want to make sure we get him right have they done wrong to anybody yet um i don't know there's some things that are just nitpicky but you know i still don't really understand why seven of nine and picard have a relationship I mean, sort there's, of a, there's a gap in between there, but yeah. That was kind of hand-waved away a little bit. Um, I think with Seven, I would say... I don't think they've done anything wrong. I just, I, I would say I think they've just made some interesting choices. Yeah, but here's... Expect it, but it's not with, wrong. Here's the thing, though. With Picard and Seven, yeah. you've sort of got a wide-open slate of what you can do. With right. Cisco, you don't. You don't, and and I think You're very limited by what how the show ended. I think I said this to you when I was talking to you the other day. Tell me if I did. I think I said I think when we were speculating about why DS Nine has been sort of pushed aside, I said it almost feels like that show just has a lore has its own a lore onto itself. It's not just that it's part of the Star Trek universe, but it has its own. It's almost mm. like its own universe in some in some ways because there's so much so much happened on that show that you can't just say you couldn't just hand wave Cisco like oh he's back now he just joined Starfleet he just yeah. went back to Starfleet didn't work out yeah, yeah. right like there's so, you have to be like wait what <laughs> yeah here's the thing here's what I think and you know I know that this is something that probably would never happen yeah and it's also the kind of things that fans always demand but I think if there's ever a situation where it would be appropriate to just 
get the money and say the right things to Ronald D. Moore and just get him back to finish it. Yeah. That would be appropriate. I, you're exactly right. Maybe. You're exactly right. I mean, I think that's that's exactly what I was going to just say. I think that... Just give him free reign. I've been willing to kind of, you know, let new writers take cracks at these existing Star Trek lore. And some, you know, uh, you know, a lot of them have done a very good job. But... And I think this dates back to when we went to go see the DS9 documentary. We were watching them pitch, you know, in the writer's room. It's, I just, I'm not, I'm never really fully insistent. Like, no, you have to have the writers from Voyager back to write Seven of Nine, right? Like, but with yeah. Deep Space or even other shows, right? But on Deep Space Nine, like, I feel like you need to have that core group of writers. I need Iris Stephen Bear there. I need Robert Hewitt Wolf. I need Ronald D. Moore, like, because... Because they, they created, yeah, uh, they created all of that. They, you know, they 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 did all of that. So, mm-hmm. like, I need them. You know, they they created Section Thirty One, and right. I don't need, need them for the Section Thirty One show, though. That can well, no. But if you think about the way Section Thirty One has been handled handled on all the other shows, I'm not saying it hasn't been handled as well as they did it, but. Section 31 felt very specific to the moment in Deep Space Nine, and then it just felt like it was shoehorned into everything else because it was like, oh, Section 31, people love that, right? <laughs> it was. Yeah. It felt like it was sort of forced into all these other shows when it was in movies and it, where it wasn't even needed. Right. And that was one of those things that I thought, just leave that on Deep Space Nine. That belongs on Deep Space Nine, right? right. So I'm, in a way, I'm very protective of Deep Space Nine because it's – the lore is so specific that I feel like we need to have those people. Yes. And it's almost like the whole series ended on a cliffhanger. It did. I mean, of like, what the hell is up with Cisco now? There was no, I don't know that anyone else could convincingly finish that. Well, there was, there was never going to be a deep space nine film, right? I don't even think they were going to be, I don't even think they thought at the time they were going to ever get a chance to revisit this, this place. Right. Um, so, in a way, I've always said that Deep Space Nine was really the first final episode of a Trek show. All good things, yes, but we knew they were coming back for movies. So, it, it was just in some ways some, somewhat of a hollow ending, as good as it was. But Deep Space Nine really closed the book on that show. And we've never really been back to it. That's true. And maybe they wouldn't even want to finish it because maybe they, like you said, they felt like they were never coming back. So they left it sort of in an impossible right. to finish. And maybe having this Sorry. discussion, maybe that's a good thing why they haven't really gone back to DS9 too much because it, 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 there was that sort of closure to it that any, yep. that going back to it would potentially just ruin. But what ruin you could have done is. Like seven of nine, just taking a character from it and had them show up somewhere else. Right. That right. would have been. Yeah. I mean, cool. I'm still mad that Julian Bashir was not part of the main cast on Picard, but what do I know? No, but like, I, when we went to Free Cloud on Picard and they had Quark's bar there, even though Quark wasn't there, but we found out there's a franchise. Like, there were moments mm-hmm. where I felt like, okay, I could have seen Quark in this situation, right? Oh, there yeah, were moments. Tell them, like, we're going to give you money to open other bars with your name on it. Yeah. Do that deal in a second. There are moments on Lower Decks where I feel like, oh, God, like, Garrick, if they could just meet Garrick, like, this would be perfect, right? Like, there are situations 
mm-hmm. where that would come up. But I think, again, in a way, but those are more like gags. It would have to be very meaningful, in my opinion, to have them, you know, show up. This is like, how do you fit Kira into Picard? How do you fit? Well, I think you, you know, could have fit Kira into Picard if you really wanted to. Yeah. I, I just think that everything felt so feels so specific to those characters in that series that it's so but I'm not against it if they can do something great and do it right as Kurtzman says fine that's fine yeah you know I, just, I don't want it to destroy the the allure of the original show because what the original DS9 ended in a very ended mm. wonderfully so you yeah. don't you kind of don't want to I guess step on yeah. step on that. I think you have to be very strategic about where you place that show. There's nothing wrong with them going to visit the space station and that's that. That's why I'm saying I'm not expecting Lower Decks to fill us in on what took place afterwards. So, yeah, I think with Deep Space 9 if they do bring decide to revisit that world, they have to, you know, I would appreciate it if they brought back some of the creatives to ensure that everything you know continued as such but i agree with you i i think that not i i hope that bears fruit that there is a bigger announcement for ds9 there's a brighter a bright future for deep space nine and a big future for ds9 down the line and another bit of news yes we have the teaser for picard yeah season the third yeah, let me let me let me let me let me say something about this about about what we uh, what we saw here. So what we're all here for. Yeah. Um I watched that te- now the teaser trailer of course showed us the the characters. Uh your friend Jordy is said to be, no, mar- like is said to be married with a child, so clearly his uh his romance life finally else it was a holodeck. Or it could be divorced, who knows? Um mm. But at least he was married at one point, if he's not divorced. Or he could so, have adopted. If he's divorced. Right. So, but some advancement. Um, I'm going to sound like a hater when I say this, and I, and I don't mean to. I, I can only just tell you, I'm just going to tell you how I felt. I watched that trailer, and we're just getting given glimpses of each character, and they're followed by some voiceover for them. And I just felt very kind of unmoved by it all. And that has nothing to do with how about my feelings with the second season of the show it has nothing to do with that i just feel like that the show has done a bit of a u-turn and has now decided to do what they said they were not going to do originally when the show was announced a couple of years ago which is be tng season eight i don't know if that's the case with the show but i mean it seems like that so far. I don't know. Certainly looks like it. Yeah. And you're right. And I think that this is a, a problem with <clears throat> where the problems in the current Trek landscape arise. Right. It's from the fact that there's no strong direction yeah. or plan. So anything that they say does is really kind of meaningless. So, right. So they started off all the Picard announcements. Yeah. We're not giving you, this is not going to be, uh, the next generation continues. This is something different. This is a man at a different stage in his life, and it's not that. And so now, the, but now it is because they just 
decided, it's, oh, we got nothing else to do. We're just going to do that. So right. I think there's very little, well, there's not a strong vision. Is really well, and dumb. also, and, I, and I've said this about Discovery, right? Which is doing these season-long story arcs. I mean, that's what both of these shows want to do. And they do a different story every season. But I think the problem with doing that is that there's no narrative across the show. It's across, it, they're episodic seasons, but it's not like, so I guess we don't know what's going to happen in the season of Picard, but, you know, the end of last season, they got rid of, like, the entire cast of Picard, save for Jerry Ryan and uh, Michelle, forget her last name, uh, Seven and Raffi. Yeah, so, we Jeez. So if you were to break up each season, they're not related to each other at all. So it's like, so another, so when you look at the show as a whole, they're not, nothing is tied together. Nothing, no season sort of makes sense. Right. I mean, it's sort of like the walking dead, for example. I mean, for a while, if you recall every season, they would move to a different location early on, but it, it sort of, there was a transition between each. It made, they'd leave one place and go to the next place. And that was the next season they tied together across somewhat of a larger narrative but it wasn't too it was just it was just and then the complaint very, didn't become like oh great now we're in another place in the same exact right. type of stories but it's still out. but it still made sense in the context of the series right they're just they're going somewhere else right they're just moving off to someplace else the events of one season led them here right. picard doesn't feel like it's doing that. I mean, even as much as we may have liked the first few episodes of season two, it, we never really got to see, it still felt like between one and two, there was some time missing that we like, how did you get from? And also now we have a season where supposedly Picard has learned an important lesson about how he relates to other people. So if they want to make it work, they would have to then have him be a changed man. And those, what learned will play out. So, we can hold out hope for that, but I'm not confident that's what they'll do. And look, if this season is awesome, great. Great. At least we can maybe come out of it and say, well, two out of three, not bad. Yeah. Right. But he- here is the other problem. Um, it's not even a problem. It's just my perception. And it's, it's, the show has to prove me wrong. This is just my perception. When I look at season one of Picard, and then season two, and now season three, it almost feels like they're giving they're sort of like redoing these endings so what i mean by that is data died at the end of nemesis okay and that was it season one of picard sought to rectify that and do it better for some reason right. at least and, yeah but granted data did was sort of short shrift they didn't get much of a send-off he was in that he just kind of died off screen from if i remember no, he didn't die off screen, but it was abru- okay. it was abrupt. It was very kind of yeah. There didn't seem to be any reason for it. Just other than, it was like, so a, fairness, it was like a stunt thing. Yeah, yeah. So in fairness, giving this send off in the first season made at least made some degree of sense. But then, but don't forget, and for a long time that was Nemesis. Well, let me hold off on that. Season two, Q says goodbye to Picard, and I remember saying to you at the end of season two, I said, as far as I was concerned. Their goodbye was perfect in all good things. I didn't need, you know, right. people were interpreting Q saying the trial never ends. Him saying, if, you, if you're very lucky, maybe I'll drop by to say hello from time to time. Those were not clues that maybe he'll come back. That was just saying, right. 
they weren't hinting at, oh, maybe he'll come back in the future. Like, no, that was just the trial never ends. The point was, we're just Life always, yes, we're always going to be watching. You're always going to be on trial. And just we're all on right. trial in life, trying to do the best we can. And so season two comes. Especially along. you do it so poorly in season two. That's the big problem, right? And so when season two comes along and feels the need to try to do this right, or give them one more, give them one more, you know, uh, story together. And I'm like, no, you know, because yeah. people. Were, I remember having arguments with people saying, like, you know, Q should have appeared in a film. And for a long time, I felt that way. But then I thought, well, no, Q is sort of the Next generation, the next generation television series begins with Q and it ends with Q, and mm. that that was a fantastic bookend. Yeah, and I didn't feel like that's why like his appearances on DS Nine on Voyager like they're funny, but they 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 they're meaningless compared to and not as effective as Next Gen. And then now with season three of Picard, it seems like they're trying to give the next generation cast a proper send-off like as if to say like let's do this again because nemesis didn't do it do it as well now nemesis didn't do it perfectly but you know that was just accepted as to how it was and i think people felt that way because it wasn't the undiscovered it wasn't an undiscovered country type of ending and that's what i think everybody expected so sorry i'm going on a rant there i apologize right but yeah i mean you know um send-offs are nice but we don't i don't i personally i don't tune in for the send-off no I tuned in for the story, and you, right. you know, I mean, the send off in um, Undiscovered Country was cool, right? But it wasn't why I tuned in to the movie. No, it's I mean, a good movie. Is Picard season three going to end with their signatures appearing up on the screen? <laughs> like that would six? Be fine. I mean, I mean, they already did that in uh, Lower Decks, right? But it was yeah, but it was funny in Lower Decks. So, I, look, when the Picard series was announced. I remember saying on the podcast, look, I'm sure we're going to see at some, at varying points, we're going to see pretty much, we're going to see everybody from Next Generation across at some point. All right. Right. You know what? After the first season, I thought like, oh, this is fine because we saw Riker and right. uh, Troy and that was cool. So this is going to be cool. They're going to do it right for everybody. They're going to do a little, a little brief thing. Right. But apparently not. So it, it I question... It doesn't feel like this is something that they did because of how season two went. Because these two seasons were shot back to back. They were developed at the same, but this is not a response to how, at least season two. I do feel like... Is the same, is, here's a question. Do you know if it's the same showrunner? Uh, it's Terry Metalis, who's, uh, you know, he was like co-showrunner of season two. But oh, now boy. he's full-time showrunner for season three. So... Okay. Um, I don't think it's a. I think I actually think it's in some ways a response to the criticism of season one. We liked only, we liked season one, but you know I know I just I forget I just think everyone liked it. Right. It's it's alarming. It's weird to see that, but I I think that that's and I think that's what that is. And Patrick Stewart was very adamant about this in interviews from Comic Con, saying that it's not next gen season eight. Like it's not. Well, he didn't say that specifically, but it was sort of suggested is that what this is going to be not in so many words but you know and he was very quick to say no that's not what that is but i mean the teaser certainly made it look like it was i mean they're all in stuff heard, uniforms. but i and i've heard him say things like that about the previous seasons and they end up being not what he says they're not then well know, so. the first season was not 
next gen season. No, I, but <laughs> he was he got that one right. You again, you and I was season one of Picard perfect? No. I would actually to ask somebody to show me a perfect season of Star Trek, right? I mean, I could well, actually, right. I take that back. Season <laughs> one of season one of Lower Decks was perfect. Season one of Stranger Worlds was perfect. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I would. I was saying this to you the other day. It will be interesting. It may be the reverse of Next Generation. People always yeah. say Next Generation. Next Generation just skip the first season because it's kind of wonky, right? And but now it will be for Picard. Just watch the first season and ignore the rest. They're kind of wonky. You, you and I were. We liked season one. Um, we thought the story was interesting. But we just, but at the same time, we just liked the approach they took. I mean, I, I love that we kept saying, and we still do. We kept using the word "tasteful." It was very yes. tasteful. It was a very tasteful show. It was also bold. It was bold. You're gonna take this character and you're gonna give them like five new characters. Yes, they're just as important to the show as he is. And you're going to give them so much to do and give them all arcs. That was a bold move, and it, and it was great. How many times did you hear me say in season one regarding Michelle Hurd, who plays Raffi? How mm. many times did you hear me say, you know, this is the first time we've seen her. She has a history with, she has a history with Picard that we have never seen, and yet mm-hmm. it feels like we've seen it. It feels like we totally yeah. buy into that long relationship they have, even though we have not yeah. seen any of it on screen. Well, because that also told us that Picard... You know, like any place, like you may work at a place for 15 years, but then you leave and you go work with new people and you right. develop new relationships. And that's right. what happened with Picard. He, he, yeah, he had that crew on the Enterprise and then he had another phase of his career and he worked with other people. Right. And had new relationships. Right. So it's, yeah, I mean, it feels like it's going to be a very sort of getting the band back together thing about it. Am I excited for it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I do want to see the. I'd, I'd like to see them together again. That's cool. But um, it, once again, it just feels ancillary, right? Like the the. I I take I took this stance recently that the the next gen films. You know, I know not well regarded. You know, since first contact, but. The, that series ended with all good things, and that was that. Anything that came after all good things is just it's it's bonus material as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's not required viewing. Right, Picard is yeah. not required viewing. The four films are not required viewing. Right, and I like to think of them as just episodes that yeah are out of order. Right. So whatever they do here, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be. They come back together to save the universe, right? Probably, you know, the speculation, are we going to see the Enterprise? Because we've yet to see the Enterprise on this show. Is it going to be the Enterprise E? Probably. So, you know, pe- people keep noting that, especially... Yeah, don't give them an Enterprise. There's no reason they would have an Enterprise. People, well, I, 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 no, I disagree. I think you have to with this group. How can you not? Um... They're taking a lot. People are noting. I don't play it, but uh, they're doing a lot of. Um, they're making a lot of Star Trek Online canon. They're canonizing a lot of it in Picard, and I guess the uniforms of the show are seen in Star Trek Online. A lot of the ship designs that we saw appeared in Star Trek Online, so they're canonizing a lot of it. So if I, you know, am I to believe that we're going to get the Enterprise F by this point, as we've seen in Star Trek Online? I don't know, but yeah. 
I just it's the third season it's the final season and if the season's great then great then like I said we can have we'll just we'll be two for three in the end there's two good seasons there's not one that's not so great yeah it's uh too bad but yeah hopefully we can hope for the best but this this makes me wonder though because cryptically Kurtzman said well no directly Kurtzman said that there were two other Trek shows in development and given that this is the final season they're going to be down a show so I don't know how far away we also said expect to see more shows with female leads yeah and we know section 31 Michelle Yeoh Yeoh, so I've heard we were talking about this during the season four of discovery when Tilly left there have been rumblings that there was some sort of academy show and we thought that when Tilly left is this sort of the setting is this teeing up the discovery show uh, the uh the uh academy show and Tilly's going to be the lead so I mean yeah I'd watch that yeah so I don't know the section 31 show it just it was announced ages ago and it just feels like We've not yeah. heard. Any, we've not heard anything. We've we've heard nothing. Which I think leads to the whole idea that there's no vision. Strange New Worlds has come and aired since that show was announced. Right. That was and announced I, before I, Strange New Worlds. And I think that is why there's not a strong leader at the helm. Because I really think it was just like they got so excited about Michelle Yeoh, and they were like, "Yeah, screw it, let's do a show for Michelle Yeoh without much more thought." Well, and I think. It. And you know, I I'm very convinced that as much as we love Strange New Worlds, I don't think they were thinking that was very. I think that was sort of a reaction in a lot of ways. I I don't know if it's a hundred percent reaction. Maybe they were thinking about it. Let's Explain. try something. Well, like audience reaction. I think the positive reaction to Pike, number one, Spock. You need to do a show on this. We want to see this. You know, did that push something out of the way did they move that did they move that one up on the slate because of the response or something you know I, I don't know but I don't imagine that was in their initial plans whatever those initial plans may have been so it seems like it's all very it seems like it's all very loose to me they have like a very loose vision nothing 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 MCU like Right. Yeah, not, not at all. And, and not even... Yeah, not even like the uh, Norman Lear-verse. Like. Well, the thing is, I, you know, I don't even know... I, let, me, let me at least clarify something, right? When, when we say there's no vision, or we feel like there's no vision, I feel like with that comes some kind of like... Avengers or Defenders thing where like they're all building into like a collision course with each other into one big that's what I think of like yeah, in I other words shows that. are going to interact with each other but no I don't need that I just some kind of a plan yeah you know, where it's not just willy nilly what's I mean humor me for a second yeah okay I'm gonna humor you when you say like a plan right like what what would you what would you want to see well, like you said, so for Picard, yeah, as if we're getting totally disconnected seasons, right? A plan would be that there's some building. Oh, you're saying? One. Are you saying a plan for all of the properties or each individual one? Like it's all, everything, yeah, it's each individual one, yeah. and it's all on. And obviously, we've seen uh, Discovery how it's been like right. wild U-turns 
Right. It's weird because the one shows that you'd think would have that would need that the most are the ones that have the arc-based, tell the arc-based storylines, and yet the ones that don't do that. Right. They and the easiest yeah. ones would be the ones like Picard, where it's like you know you only have three seasons. Right, so develop an arc across all three seasons. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and this is not like unheard of. They would come you back hear, and say, well, the arc is young. People of other show other people that make shows are like, yeah, we have you know four seasons planned out before they start. They're like during the first season, right? It's it's not. Um, well, didn't you and I say when season one of Picard ended, we said that could have been it. You could have ended it right there, and that would have been it, and that would have been fine. You could have ended the series there and just done ten episodes. Right. Yeah. Right, because and then remember we speculated all these great things that could come. Right now, now we've got the the synths are now back, and it's going to be well, all this. And it was totally discarded. I remember when season one was ending, we were we were getting ready to talk about the finale. It was the it, we were doing our episode the week before the finale, speculating how it was going to end. And I was saying that I remember saying, "I are they going to do a cliffhanger that leads us into the next season?" Yeah, and. You had said, and I think I had cited like, well, you know, Discovery did it, so maybe they will. I don't know. And you said, well, I don't think they will because, like you said, I don't think they would do that because Discovery is doing it. But you at the time were saying, I don't think they're going to do anything that leads into the next season. I think they're just going to end and that's that. Oh, yeah. And called it. You called it. But with that came the expectation that whatever ramifications came of the series in the first season would have to either be dealt with or sort of mentioned in season two and they kind of were but i think it was because the, the second season began with there being some kind of passage of time right it wasn't like they got home and it's the next day right right there were still i thought dots to be connected why does seven have rios's ship now why is rios in starfleet why is right there were gaps that needed to be filled in and yeah and it's too bad because it started like it could have been cool when it got back to feeling like a more traditional star trek show in the beginning i mean we, we liked it but it was also in some ways it was also a little jarring because it very much felt like a response to the negative criticism that people were throwing at the show in the first season hmm. resulting in it not feeling connected i saw it as like a. uh uh I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I see what you mean. Season two felt like a reaction. And then season three feels like it's just an addition. It's, it's, it's an addendum to that act, to that reaction. I don't really know what the criticisms are, so I can't really speak on that. Yeah. Of the first season. I, well, I, I'm, I think much of the criticism was that it didn't feel like a traditional Star Trek show, but it's like, well, it wasn't supposed to. For some reason, people didn't like that. Oh, so, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it didn't. Also, it felt like a Star Trek show, and then it, until it didn't. <laughs> yes. Um. Whatever. I mean, it's it, if at the end of the day, it ends up being a rather disjointed series. But I can. But it, at least there's like two seasons I can enjoy from it. That's fine. Yeah, I'll so, take that. I mean, season three could be amazing, and maybe we'll forget about everything that came before it. You know, I'm not. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the benefit of the doubt. And like I said, my criticisms have nothing to do with 
how season two went. It's just more like how I ended up feeling about season two when that season came to a close. It's just that there's not a the series itself doesn't have an arc, and I feel like they would come back to me and say, "Well, the arc was Picard." No, what's that journey? What you know? It's you say the same thing about Michael. It's like, sure, that's your main character, but what is? Yeah, what is the? What is they started? This is where the lack of vision comes in, right? You started so that would be take a vision, but it's just. So what the heck are we gonna do this right. season? And and there's no real right, um, like built when Picard ends, and then one day when Discovery ends, I would probably and we're talking about it. I'll I would probably you know pose the question: What's the through line across? When if I look at Michael and I look at Picard, what is the through line across all of these seasons, across this entire series? Yeah, why? Picard started Picard started here, and then he ended up here. here. Yes, exactly. But the journey doesn't make sense. It, it's not a connected journey. Yeah. Yeah. Pike, however, Pike, however, I feel it entirely. Yeah, so far we've got a good journey for Pike. Um, okay. And you got to give Discovery credit. Yes. They started that off. Yes. So we've probably the most um, star-studded haters corner of our podcast. Oh yes, we yeah we got to discuss this really quick. So this is yeah right. We have a celebrity appearance on the haters' corner. Um, well, he's not literally here, but right. Uh, so the um, the one and only William Shatner has chimed in as a hater, and he has said that um, new star new Star Trek shows right no nothing specific no specific show um, are not good and that gene roddenberry would be turning in his grave if he saw them now he had no specific show no specific reason no explanation of what it was about these shows that would make gene roddenberry turn in his grave so this leads me to believe that he just was bollocking and well yeah i i i i I think that's all bullshit i mean i don't doubt that he said it but I think that what he said, he has, if he can't back it up, then like you have to cite an example. When you when you lobby criticism at a show like that event or anything, you've got to back it up with some examples. And and I, I don't even believe he's watched his own Star Trek series. Never no. mind these new ones. This so I I don't think he has any ba- so basis. This. Back in two thousand nine, when the. Uh, the uh, first, then first 10 films had come out on Blu-ray. There was a special feature documentary, not a documentary, but it was a roundtable discussion called The Captain's Star Trek Summit. And it was Shatner Nimoy talking with Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes, moderated by Whoopi Goldberg. It was a great discussion. I think it's actually on YouTube. You can watch it. And at one point, now this is 2009. At one point, Patrick, because they, they asked... Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Ricks were curious what Shatner and Nimoy's reaction was when they announced Next Generation. At one point, Shatner says point blank to Patrick Stewart's face. He says, I've never watched your show. He said, I never saw a full <laughs> episode of The Next Generation. Now, yeah. did Shatner binge the show since then in the last 13 years i doubt it 
I know that <laughs> since then he's made a documentary called The Captains, and he interviewed each captain, and so he was able. I'm sure he watched some clips of them in preparation for his interview. But, I had people, yeah, prepare or prepare for him, right? For him to watch. So, you know, I and he was asked at Comic Con to critique Paul Wesley's performance as Kirk from Strange New Worlds, and they showed him a clip of the show, and he said he's brilliant. So, I'd be, so I'm curious what I, I suspect that if Shatner is indeed telling us the truth or if he's just looking for some clickbaity headline that he, I think, well, here's the one more, sorry, like just, one clip and that was it just to add in one more bit of why i think he was looking for clickbaity headlines because in that same um yeah. interview or whatever it was he said fuck star wars right not mark hamill right now so, this, now i think th- he was looking to to uh you know get in the now, and this is also the same guy who would not shut the fuck up when he was not about not being asked to be in the first Abrams Trek film. Right. But when he was asked about Chris Pine, he's like, well, he certainly is handsome enough to play. Yeah. So I, now the interesting thing too, is that there was some, someone did something honoring um, uh, him recently. And the actor from strange new worlds that plays Kirk went and like introduced him and said all these nice things about him. So, you know, when he says, oh, talks about that guy now, oh, he's brilliant. I really think that he needs a little coddling and a little, you know, yeah. ass kissing to keep him happy. Yeah, it's, you know, give him a consultant credit and throw some money at him and then he'll praise it up and down. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. I love William Shatner. I love listening. I love watching news with him. I love, I think he's funny. I love watching news with him. But like when he says shit like this, yeah. I mean, I don't know where this comes from. I, I and I, I do feel like he is trolly. He's definitely trolly. Yeah. So Because he Let me rile up the Trek fans today, you know. I just I think that he does that. I think he does that. Yeah. Look at his Twitter feed. He even has said things about the original series of just like, oh, you know, I mean that's something to ask the writers. That's not he doesn't really give a shit about Star Trek. No, and other than the fact that it makes him super famous. That's I how I I think in that same thing you quoted, I think at one at one point he says, I got to know Gene Roddenberry over the course of three years or whatever it was. I, I, okay, I don't have it in front of me. I feel like I've seen him say many times, again, take this with a grain of salt, but I feel like I've seen him say many times, I didn't know Gene Roddenberry very well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that mean you got to know him? Maybe it's just whatever your definition. I was getting to know somebody, but but now he knows how he would feel about new Star Trek shows that he hasn't watched. Apparently, apparently, you know. And somebody on Twitter commented. They said, "Yeah, I agree. If Gene saw Discovery, he would absolutely hate it." And I and I responded, "I go really. Tell us all more about your uh, relationship with Gene, because apparently you seem to know something we don't." Yeah. Well, no, they say I know for a fact. I think they said what oh, he said. For a fact. I know for oh. a fact. Oh, really? So, uh, you know, why don't you, uh, I'm looking at your profile here. So, uh, why don't you tell me and your four followers about yeah, the intimate yeah. relationship that you have with Gene Roddenberry and, you know, cause you obviously know something that the rest of us do not. He's probably born I mean, three years before he died. I mean, G- dude, Gene Roddenberry didn't even like some of the Trek that was made. Gene Roddenberry hated Star Trek six. Okay. G- Gene Roddenberry saw, Gene Roddenberry saw Star Trek six. He saw a rough cut of Star Trek six cause it came out. That movie and his death were very close together. 
He saw the film, a screening, said he loved it. Then he was on the phone to his lawyer. <laughs> and I bet you he probably some of the best next generation episodes probably would make him turn in his grave. You know, because he, he famously didn't like the direction that Next Generation was going. So, yeah, he's not the arbiter of anything first. And yeah. certainly uh, Shatner's not the spokesman for him. Right. And secondly, I think Shatner's talking out of his ass. I don't even. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah, I, would, I would bet you somebody could show Shatner a clip of Deep Space Nine. and He would think it was a, one of the current shows. <laughs> well, no, unless he saw um, Cisco, because, you know, they did have right. that a cl- moment take- together. Show him a clip that doesn't have Avery Brooks in it. Yeah. And then you'd think, you know. So I, I, I whatever. He loves Avery Brooks. Whatever. He's 91. He's been in space. God bless him. You know, mm. Captain Kirk's my favorite, one of my favorite characters on the franchise. But Bill, just ride your horses and shut up. Yeah. It's, um, with all due respect, Mr. Shatner. Yeah. I mean, few, there's few of the actors really that you would trust to talk about Star Trek. Yeah what it means i mean one would have been nimoy and uh you know anson mount seems to get it well, but I, I, they've all you know varying actors from the other shows have had their hot takes i mean george takei you know i've seen him criticize deep space nine you know uh really you know i yeah i've heard him say that before like it's not but it's not gene's vision you know something <laughs> like that <laughs> so um well, or didn't get to know gene i'm sure uh he didn't so, I mean, the fact that we're even giving this time is, you know, says more, we're saying yeah. more about it than I even think I should be. But yeah, yeah. good moment for but some. You, uh, but I know you love your haters corner. We've never actually done a haters corner that somebody from the franchise. Right. Yeah. Said something. So, uh, but it, totally. you, you kind of let it in like as if Shatner was going to make a guest appearance. Well, he did. It. His, his words, I mean, his thoughts. Do you imagine, like, if we had him on the show, like, so, Mr. Shatner? <laughs> You're full of shit, right? I, I never said that. I did not say that. <laughs> you, 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 you have mis- misquoted me. Misquoted me. Yeah. I have to well, work we're on not Shatner. Howard Stern, so I have to work on show. Yeah. Um, well, otherwise, uh, sort of to wrap up, um, how are you so with everything that was announced i mean overall how are you uh you know if you could sort of bundle it all up much i knew lower decks would be cool and the mm. trailer confirms it i knew picard would be the you know getting the band back together and the yep. teaser confirms that yep um i do think though the crossover is very exciting news it's sort of the thing yeah. that we would um we would talk about as if how great would that be not expecting it to happen so right. the fact that it's going to be real is pretty exciting right and it's our two favorite truck shows that are getting across so that's nice two very current truck shows yes yes but yeah um but i think the biggest surprise to me was the the deep space nine stuff on lower decks that was sort of the biggest shock um because i knew that I said to myself, I, I think they'll do DS9 at some point, but it was just sort of like, when are they going to do it, right? So the fact that they were actually doing it um, excites me very much. Um, mm. I think it, I think there's something to be said, though, that when you look at, because you said what you said about Lower Decks, you know, 
and even like maybe with Strange New Worlds in some degree, we love those shows. So we're okay mentally. Like, yeah, we know, we know what we're getting because we love those shows and we know that they do such a good job. So it was more like, I think that's why Picard kind of fueled a little bit more conversation because we, we're, not, we're, le- we're not worried about Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks per se. If that right. makes sense, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we still have one more episode to do before our break, which is yes. to... Means uh, wrap up. Yeah, we owe you listeners an episode talking about uh, season one as a whole of Strange New Worlds, and then we're going to obviously take our break until Lower Decks returns on August 25th. But, um, yeah. But until then, this has been fun as always chatting about this stuff and uh we'll be back uh probably next week i think to uh get the uh to get this other episode out indeed all right well until then we'll see you all next time later peace out